We live amongst chaos. It's all around us, in every aspect of life. Okay, I'm not going to get all Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park on you here. I'm talking about the constant noise of politics, social media, news, protests, family, death, war, cyber attacks, money, mental health, the pandemic, our jobs, crazy Karens. Sometimes we just need to silence it with some laughs, some snarkiness, and some real talk. Sometimes we need to cut through the chaos. Welcome, welcome everyone to episode 7 of Cutting Through the Chaos. I'm Jeff. I'm DG. This week we're going to talk about some crazy magas, some aliens, some teeth falling out, and Nick Cage telling us about curse words. And we're also going to talk about iron crotches. <laughs> Just another episode as usual. <laughs> <laughs> but we, before we start diving into that, let's do the rant. I work in a field that sometimes frustrates the hell out of me. Not the work itself, usually I love what I'm doing, but it's the response on delivery that can be hit or miss. So I do a lot of multimedia development work and I make uh, these virtual trading packages and stuff like that. And a lot of times that requires a document with some simple instructions on how to access the training. Usually things like, hey, here's how you unzip the file and run the course. It's really easy stuff, but no matter how much effort I put into the instructions, how much I emphasize that people should read them before going any further, inevitably, someone calls me up or my boss and they say, hey, it's not working. And inevitably, the question we almost always ask first is, um, did you unzip the file? And inevitably, no, no, they didn't unzip the file. So I always go back and lower the bar a little bit more, rewrite the instructions, and bang my head against the wall. And don't get me wrong, a lot of people get it right and they never have any problems with it. But... There's always those select few who just don't. I've come to terms with having to develop things to the lowest common denominator. And the thing is, this, this is really a people problem. I mean, all of us are guilty of complacency to some extent. But it becomes a massive fucking ordeal when this behavior gets applied to things during the pandemic. Like wearing a mask, or practicing basic social distancing habits, or, I mean, not traveling in droves. We've undoubtedly seen a massive amount of COVID transmission in the U.S. because of complacency. I mean, let's not kid ourselves. Much like the zip file issues that I deal with all the time, we end up having to cater to the lowest common denominator. And I absolutely hate saying that. It's just frustrating. It's infuriating. Because it's either laziness in physical action, or a major lack of empathy, or just not being bothered to look up some stupid shit you saw on Facebook. But regardless, there's always still people who just can't seem to put a simple piece of cloth over their face when they go out for the most basic protection. Worse yet are the ones who act like the next step is being thrown into a labor camp if they're forced to put a mask on. And equally bad, if not worse, are the ones who, even after seeing demonstrable evidence and ignoring the fact that healthcare workers haven't been keeling over and dying all these years, they think that masks somehow affect their oxygen intake. And we saw the same thing on, on a different level over the Thanksgiving holiday. Instead of just passing it by this year, turkey with the family was just too damn important to pass up. Increase in infection rate be damned. Some people probably did it as safely as possible, and I mean, that's great. But a lot of people probably didn't. And we see this complacency time and time again. After seeing all of this and being infuriated, depressed, and frustrated as hell, I've realized that I have to come to terms with this as well. And that also pisses me off. 
I mean, maybe not completely come to terms with it. I'm, I'm still going to get frustrated. But I'm not even a little bit surprised. People are going to people. They're going to lack empathy. They're going to get complacent. They're going to convince themselves that they can stay safe, even when they can't. And they're going to keep lowering that denominator. So nothing proved this to me more than a recent social media post I saw from a really great, extremely smart science PhD friend of mine. And her point was really simple. If we're going to be pragmatic, we can't expect that a lot of these careless people are going to change their habits. There's just no evidence that that's going to happen. So really, we should be even more pissed at our leadership for not offering more practical solutions than just yelling, stay home. I mean, the NFL, for example, can get special rapid testing for all of their thousands of players, just so they can play a game every week. But we can't get that as a general public? And when you stop and think about it, our government isn't even responding to the lowest common denominator with this whole fucking pandemic. They're just saying, stay safe, and offering no practical effort. They'll put out mask mandates, but then they largely rely on managers at Walmart to deal with pissed-off Karens who refuse to wear them. There's no enforcement of that rule. There's no effort to help us determine how many actually have the virus on a regular basis. And probably there's just no money, because from the top on down, they're not getting that money. I am definitely not going to stop being pissed at these lazy fucks who can't wear a mask, or people who decide to have a dinner party, or travel all over the place just because they don't give a shit. I'm personally fine with them getting all the shame for their actions. But I also have to come to terms with the fact that it's just not going to matter. They're not going to change. And like my friend pointed out, if we directed more of our anger at our public officials, then maybe they could actually offer things like rapid testing or enforcement of these basic rules like masks, traveling, etc. I guess overall what I'm saying is we, we don't have to like the fact that there's a pretty low bar with a lot of these issues in this country. We have to basically accept it. Just like I have to keep telling people, unzip the goddamn file first, then run the training package. I mean, for fuck's sake. So, it's just another week in chaos. It's so easy to find these headlines. Um, but this week in chaos is... is uh, We should just say this year in chaos, really. But we have to do this It's really weekly, what it so. is. 20, <laughs> like I said it earlier, 2020 is the year of weird. We, we you know came up with this segment and it's just like 2020 is the year that keeps on giving but also keeps taking away. I know. I know. We, <laughs> we, um, we named the podcast appropriately. It's just so I think easy so. to find... Even before all this shit happened, I feel like we, we wouldn't have had a hard time, but I don't even have to try to find the headlines. <laughs> like, it's all you've got to do is literally <laughs> type in strange headlines of whatever week we're on, and yeah. there's like 50 different headlines that you can pick from. It's crazy. <laughs> like, we're not going to we're not going to delve into it, but I saw one that I was kind of curious to go back on and look at is uh, the psychology of lying to your children about Santa Claus. <laughs> And how it's let's, damaging. Let's dive into that one, yeah, because yeah, you know, know, all of right? us are all of us are scarred because we believed in a guy who gave us presents. I mean, geez, you know, <laughs> it's fun lying to your kids about stuff like that. You can't. You're not supposed to lie to them about other stuff, so you might as well take what you can get, right? I know. Like I am, you know, forthright and come and forthcoming as as most people. But like, you know, if a kid believes in Santa Claus, who yeah. are we to like mess with it? It's the magic. Of Christmas, totally burp there. My bad. <laughs> well, you know, the other thing about it is, and it doesn't like completely work, but it keeps them in line a little bit. It does for a month anyway. You're like, hey, hey, Santa, and they're like, hey, oh, hey, shit. Santa, <laughs> Santa's gonna, Santa's watching you. In this era now, it's the elf is watching for Santa because it's I the hate elf the elf on the shelf. On the shelf. <sighs> you know, it's uh, 
I mean, if you had, I would, if, I would have the most. I would have the most. DG would put them in sexual positions. <laughs> I probably would. Pole we, dancing. See, and the problem with that for us is we have an elf and a reindeer. So I'm just going <laughs> to leave that there. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. This <laughs> this weekend chaos besides our own. So first up, we have crazy magas are going to crazy. And it's funny, like before um, <laughs> I, I grabbed this headline that says, Arizona Republican Party asks followers if they're willing to die to overturn election results. And I'm just going to say this right now. If your answer to that is, is even yes. is even close to yes, you are fucked in the head and you need to get uh, psychiatric help right psychiatric away. Psychiatric help is on the rise for these people. <laughs> I they care. need it. I mean, I have, I... I've never... I, I am just flabbergasted half the time. When it comes to, to to MAGA people, it's just Whew. like the cult mentality. Like I've yeah. said this like so many times before, but it's 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 a cult at this point. It's not it's, even the Republican Party; it's Trumpism. And I mean, I know people. Every election, there are people who like follow a candidate like it's their professional sports team, and I I've, I always kind of laugh at that because I'm like, look. No matter how much you like the candidate, there's always something to not like about him. Like I know, but it, I would never follow a politician like that. But to die for him, I mean, fuck that, dude. I, like, I mean, there's I very little certain, I would die for. <laughs> yeah, I, I I follow certain you know politicians because I care about their platforms and things like that, and they're 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 in my district, and I need to know what's going on and everything like that. And you know, I follow. Uh, Joe Biden and Harris and and uh, a couple of people that they're um, going to have in their cabinets and everything like that. But that's just because, you know, those are the people that I identify the most with politically. That's, that's public interest. Like, that's normal. Yeah, it's, like, yeah, exactly. It's public interest. I'm, But if they were like, you need to die for me, I'd be like, <laughs> you I'm fuck out. Yourself. Pretty much. <laughs> Turn off the TV. Like, that's, you know, that's the answer to that. But apparently... The way this came about was the Arizona Republican Party on their Twitter account, and it's the verified one. They they quote tweeted some guy named Ali. Ali stopped steal is his name on Twitter, mm-hmm. and he said, "I'm willing to give my life for this fight." And they quote tweeted it and said, "He is. Are you?" <laughs> what? <laughs> this is so stupid. Like like why? And the thing is, it the worst part about all of this is all, you're willing to die for something. Like look. Believe what you want and and follow whatever party you want, but by any rational, objective, reasonable major, major, there's no reason to believe that widespread fraud caused anything. Like we don't even have to say that. I think most rational people who would listen to this are like, yeah, no shit. Even, <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, there's even people who voted for Trump who are like, no, this is this like, is too much. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, like so they're not all like that, but but you're willing to die for something that's completely fake too, which is just hilarious to me. And, that's and it, scary. part of me part of me is like, go for it. <laughs> well, I mean, it's very Jonestown, you know. It's totally Jones. Drink that Kool-Aid. I but the thing I've, is they'll take I'm other just, people down with them. That's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's it's like it's it becomes it's it's funny. We joke about it, but then, mm-hmm. then at the same token, it's really kind of scary that people have this mentality it's, that it's, they're willing <sighs> to die for politics over fake voter fraud. Like that's we're recording Saturday morning. It's usually when we record. Last night Late Friday was when the Supreme Court basically Overturned. just gave the middle finger to the Texas lawsuit oh, that yeah, was yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway that was trying to get that was trying to overturn election results in other states. Wasn't I mean, that like pretty much illegal what they were trying <laughs> to do too? I don't even know. Like like it's just 
it's so over the top, like that. It's just like this is where we've got every every day. It's something new, but but the magas, again, the sycophants, the the cult people on Twitter, lost it. it. They lost it. And I was I was seeing screenshots from Parlor or Parlay or whatever it's supposed to be called. Which which if you don't know what that is, that's creepy. It's creepy as fuck because it's basically they they were like, well, if Twitter's going to censor your right to free speech, which is a bunch of bullshit, they're not. They just have yeah. terms and conditions that if you act like a dick, they're free to block you. As does any social media platform. Yeah. The Parlor's going to end up doing it too, just watch. But yeah. they <laughs> they were supposed to be the the alternative, right? And and so a lot of right. They were like the conservative alternative. Well, and right? it's funny too. Their founders were basically like, "That's not what we set out to be. That's just sort of what happened because it was a lot of the crazy people like that Milo Yiannopoulos guy who who, who were getting oh, booted. That guy was crazy. Yeah, and he was fucking like going nuts. Uh, but but he just like they went nuts yesterday over that too. And so many of them are like, "Is it time to get the guns and stuff?" <laughs> Right now, it's like, funny if they walk start around rushing... with their guns, like they're gonna actually do something. The problem is, though, they could. Like, like it's I don't want to, I don't want to yeah. belittle it too much because all of a sudden, if somebody goes fucking ape shit, but it's so stupid. And my my thing is, like, somebody was like, mobilize the military. You think the army's gonna be like, all right, pre- Mr. President, we got your back here, and just send the tanks out? That's not how after it... calling them suckers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, sure, we're gonna totally back him. Whatever. It's just not how. If anything, they would basically coup themselves and be like, yeah, uh, no. But yeah. anyway, all of that aside, <laughs> that just is incredible. But you know, keeping on the Trump news cycle because we just can't get enough, I guess. <laughs> but in a more fun vein, Trump almost outed the aliens. <laughs> <laughs> so this is according to former Israeli space security chief, which that's an interesting title. But he says he's a former uh, chief. He was recently the space security chief, chief in Israel. He says mm-hmm. extraterrestrials exist, and Trump knows about it. But don't they ha- isn't this headline like something that comes about in some way, shape or form, like every presidential year at some point? Yeah, I think I mean, in different forms, like there'll be like unclass there'll be documents that become unclassified and they'll they'll like be like, you know, weird spaceship looking thing was found by a pilot or something. Right. But, right. but this one is the first I, I, I first I've personally seen of some other country that that is a, that said you know, it. And not just some random country. I mean, it's Israel. You know, it's a pretty prominent right. political country when it comes to the international scene. But but the best part of it was they also said a, quote, galactic federation, end quote, has been waiting for humans to, quote, reach the stage where we will understand what space and spaceships are. <laughs> so, okay. So this guy, his name is Haim Ashed, and I, I am going to botch names. I am total American white boy when it comes to that, so forgive me. I know last week I was botching, like, the country of uh, Namibia, or I don't even know. Oh, my God. I don't even know how to say it. I was botching that. I was botching the guy's name. So forgive me. If you feel bad about it, you can email me, whatever, but it's just who I am. Um, But (laughs) this guy, Haim Ashed, the unidentified flying objects have asked not to publish that they are here. Humanity is not ready yet. Former head of Israel's defense ministry, space directorate, told Israel's Yediat Arhanat newspaper. <laughs> you read it. You no. tried. <laughs> you tried. The you interview tried really he... hard on that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I mean, it's as close as it's going to get. <laughs> he was a respected professor and retired general. Um, okay. 
he said so the there aliens... might be like validity to what he's saying. <sighs> I, I just it's like, <sighs> no matter how smart you are, a claim requires evidence. So I'm never gonna believe true because what he's saying here is it, they have an underground base in the depths of Mars, where there are American astronauts and alien representatives. I, you know, even the smartest person can go nuts. So I'm gonna chalk it up to, to that before. <laughs> That I have never heard. So, so he's saying that's what he's claiming that that there's a underground bunker, so to speak, in Mars, on Mars, mm -hmm. which we've only sent a rover to. Yep. <laughs> okay. Just, I mean, I don't know how else. You know, I guess the aliens could sneak them in if they had the technology, but that's true. You know, and and Trump, he the the best part, it, it, he added that President Donald Trump was aware of the extraterrestrial's existence and had been on the verge of revealing information, but was asked not to in order to prevent mass hysteria. <laughs> so, you know, in true Trump fashion, he decided to to start mass hysteria in totally other ways. You know, if he can't do it yeah. one way, then he'll do it the other. <laughs> oh my God. This is incredible. I, I wish I had more to say about it, but I'm just like... I think it speaks for itself. Like, it I, does. I, I don't know... What to think about that? Oh. I, I mean, like we, you know, like you said, with with claims like that, evidence is 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 a necessary thing and and everything. <laughs> but a lot of people, you know, they they want evidence of aliens and stuff. I it's it's hard to think that you know that we are alone in this massive universe. Sure, um, so. and I mean those kind of thoughts. Like I like that kind of stuff. I follow. I've been following astronomy for a long time. Yeah, and. Ever since I was a kid, and I and real astronomers, real astrophysicists, and things like that, and people who actually do statistical modeling of very complicated aspects of of space and existence and things like that, will right. say that yeah, no, it's it's like it seems like there are other forms of life out there, and technically we've already found them in in small forms like mm -hmm. bacteria and things like that. Yeah. Um, so there's no reason to like it shouldn't be shocking that it could exist. It's just yeah. They're not going to say that it definitely exists as scientists until they actually find, like, intelligent life, until they actually find proof. And there's a lot of other things when you look at the way humans evolved, or almost didn't, really. Um, there's no reason to believe that they would just look like humanoids either, you know, like right. two, two arms, two legs. Like, that's a, a totally Earth thing. That's, so, yeah, all the all the alien shows always depict, <laughs> you know, as, as aliens being like these super colorful two-arm two-leg yeah. two-eyed beings when it's like it's not really the case it could be they could you know have like 50 noses on their face i mean right it could be like <laughs> I, I read something recently that said actually that if they could actually do some math on it that the odds that they would actually look anything like us are like very Slim well. to none <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but either way we're we're giving too much credit to any of what this this guy says it's true <laughs> <laughs> oh, the tangents! I know, oh, tangents. I know. We're we're going on like a realistic tangent here. What's wrong with us? <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, moving on. A congressman's goddamn tooth fell out while he was talking. Um, that that was so gross. It's so it's gross. So I don't know why it creeps me out so bad when I saw that video. Gross. I was just like, Ew. U.S. Now, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, was it like? A tooth tooth or was it like a false tooth that he had to like screw on and it like came loose <laughs> because on. they're no you... like they're because there's like you know the whole dental thing <laughs> do you really screw a tooth on like you just like um eat, eat, eat. there's no. the molar <laughs> 
it, it's almost like it snaps into place. Oh, okay. Kind of oh, thing. the partial type stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like yeah my dad like had partial partials so for a little while. Yeah. Yeah, I was I was wondering was that a partial? Was, but the way that it fell out, it looked real. It looked real. Yeah. So the headline: This is from the San Antonio Current, which is some kind of paper out there. U.S. Representative Louis Gomer of Texas, and that is literally his name if you've never heard of him, Louis Gomer, Gomer. Of, of Texas. His tooth fell out while on camera during a news conference. And I watched the video. I couldn't stop. I watched it so many times. It was so bad. Oh, yeah. The sound is playing. It's in slow motion. Yeah, it looks like a tooth with a filling in it. Now, now, why they had to add the audio. (laughs) (laughs) I guess it just makes it funnier. As one of Congress's most vocal science deniers, and that's a very accurate uh, representation of this guy. U.S. Representative Louis, Louis Gomer of Texas has earned quite a rep as a T-Billy train wreck, which that is just <laughs> an objectively awesome line, okay? That is um, great. His latest news conference should only add to that brazen backwoods mystique. <laughs> I love that this is a San Antonio paper talking shit about rednecks. <laughs> <laughs> With cameras rolling on one of the Tyler... One of the Tyler Republicans, I don't know what that means. With cameras rolling, one of the Tyler Republicans' front teeth fell out as he spoke to the press. It didn't actually look like his front tooth. It looked like a molar. It did. Rather than pause to spit the runaway tooth into a hanky, video shows Gomer carrying on with the presser while rolling the sucker around in his mouth like a Jolly Rich. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, gross. Gross. That's just such a great line, and it's so gross. It is. It's just. I'll let you guys look that up for yourselves. Yeah, like, you like can look just, it up because ew, it was. I'm it, not going to link Louis Gomer teeth on the notes. You'll just have to yeah, Google you have that to shit. find it yourself. But if you're not grossed out, com- I mean, it's not like completely disgusting. But if you're if you're grossed out by like shit falling out of people's mouths, don't. It's look just at one it. of those. Yeah, it's like one of those things that I have. It's like you know, it's like somebody chewing with their mouth open. You can yeah, see it's a little icky, right? It's, it's icky, and it's just one of the. And like I was telling Jeff earlier, I have had like dreams of my teeth falling out in that similar fashion. So it's like, were you a congresswoman when it happened? Apparently, you're standing up there like, hey, everybody, oh shit, hi, oh shit, my teeth fell out. Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. And uh, finally, on my list here, uh, DG's got some too, but on my list. Nick Cage is going to school us on curse words, and my initial thought to that was, where was Samuel L. Jackson in all of this? Because who who would have be a, a more perfect guy to talk to I'm, us about curse I'm, words? I am kind of upset that it's not Samuel L. Jackson. And he'll accept everything. Maybe he was busy. Um, I hope he was busy. Nick Cage I hope it was just though, because he was fair. busy. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Nicholas Cage, so the headline, this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Nicholas Cage to explore the history of swear words for Netflix, which this is going to be awesome. I'm sorry. I'm totally watching it. Me too. It's uh, <laughs> the Oscar winner will host a six-episode ep- comedic docu series called "The History of Swear Words." Mm-hmm. Each installment will examine the origins, usage, and cultural impact of specific of a specific curse. Fuck shit, bitch, dick, pussy, and damn. Boy, that's a soundbite right for, there. <laughs> I, I can't. I can't wait for fuck. <laughs> This is an interesting. See, the way people write articles just makes me laugh. In case you're wondering how, in the name of Zeus's butthole, this show came to be, I never would have thought to say that. It, it comes from Funnier Die and Industrial Media's B17 Entertainment, which, if oh, you've okay. never seen Funnier Die, they, they've had a pretty good YouTube channel for yeah. a while, and they have some stuff on. Um, I think they have like one of those internet channels you can get like on on different like TV platforms and stuff too that are free. Um, but anyway, it's funny stuff. Like, 
So this should be good. I'm definitely looking forward to that. And and honestly, I hope I learned because I've, if you've ever sort yeah, of. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to that. It looks really fun. I mean, have you ever delved into some of the things that became curse words? It's stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah, I have. <laughs> and it's it's really interesting. It's kind of like um, when you when you delve into the like the words and the history of it and stuff, it's always really interesting. Like, um, what was it? I think goodbye. Yeah. I know that's not a curse word, but goodbye mm -hmm. is like a thing for God bless you. Oh, right, right. Yeah, because usually the term good, I think, usually came from God, like in English. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's, a, you know, Godspeed is another thing to say, like, yeah, it's kind of like goodbye. It's that's always really weird to me, too. And there was some uh, I remember some Twitter controversy or whatever over people saying the word uh, woman came from man and it's like actually it didn't it came from human which which was gender in specific this, or whatever this must have been a bit of drama that i missed it was like some some somebody prominent was trying to say that and and people were like no 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 english and latin and stuff like people who actually studied latin okay like came in this is a while ago but but it was really um, interesting like i liked reading it because it was like oh i never even thought about it before like it's not like they're just like there's man and then there's woman and then the the, the uh, it wasn't like a patriarchal thing when it started okay <laughs> so anyway but that's just such a weird people are weird they they really are and i mean language is weird you know i, I my daughter the english language is weird it's fucked i mean well I'll, it, german is really weird have you ever looked at german words holy crap uh yeah and it's yeah no I had to look up. I was watching uh, "Man in the High Castle," which is a. It's on. Uh, it's a book, but it was also on Amazon mm -hmm. um, as a TV show. And mm -hmm. I had to look up. Like they keep, they kept calling one of the higher guys like "Upper Upper Gruppenführer," and I'm like, <laughs> "Can you make the word any fucking longer for a title? Like we just say like Colonel or something." But right. <laughs> it's just so. But but anyway, my my daughter um, is eight and she's in third grade and. Every time she misspells a word, it's almost always something that would like that one has two F's for some reason or mm -hmm. that ends in a T, even though you don't say it. It's the dumbest shit. So like ballet. Yeah. Or Gomer. Gomer. <laughs> Gomer. Gomer. <laughs> but uh, and uh, what you had a headline, too. Yeah, I have one headline that I came across that was really funny. Um, it comes from the Huffington Post. It's China's Iron Crotch Master Fights to Preserve Painful-Looking Tradition. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. And so it goes as follows. Iron Crotch Kung Fu requires a steel plate capped log that swings through the air and smashes into the man's crotch. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Is, is this like a, a fetish type thing? Or? No, it's not a fetish. It's an actual kung fu practice. Uh, Wang uh, Lutai is wait a no minute. Wait a minute. Say that name again. Wang. Wang. Mm -hmm. His name Wang. is Wang. I'm sorry. His name is Wang. I, it, <laughs> that's perfect. You're such a child. <laughs> I am. I am. <laughs> perfect. Okay. What did Wang say about the crutch? Is no ordinary kung fu master. The 65-year-old from a village in central China practices a unique and excruciating strand of martial arts called iron crotch kung fu. Jeez. Its most famous technique involves a steel plate capped uh, a steel plate capped log two meters in length and weighing 40 kilograms that swings through the air and, like I said earlier, smashes into the crotch. Fuck. Wang is quoted as saying, when you practice Iron Crotch Kung Fu, as long as you push yourself, you're going to feel great. End quote. <laughs> 
uh, last part is he's been practicing this technique for around half a century and has two children insists that with the correct methods and sufficient practice it does not hurt and has no effect on fertility See, he had those kids before he uh he had to have <laughs> because you <laughs> they, you know what the only thing that comes to mind i remember seeing some national geographic style thing years ago where some tribe, I, don't, I can't remember the specifics, but what I what sticks out in my brain, unfortunately, is this dude like pierced the tip of his dong and put, mm. and would put like a weight on it. I know what you're talking about. And they would stretch the fucker out and like yeah. they would keep doing, and they would walk around afterwards doing and, I that. Mean, these, and and they then they would take it off and like I mean I guess they wanted it bigger, but it, 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 bigger is the wrong. It looked like taffy at that point. <laughs> That's just, that's just, I'm, I don't even have that, and that just is painful. Trust me, it would hurt. <laughs> like I believe I, it. I just, I mean, you know, we don't have to experience childbirth, thankfully, but but kick yeah. us in the nuts and we'll be down for the count, so. <laughs> <laughs> or the wang. <laughs> oh, or the wang. Yeah, but it was just, it was, I, it, I, 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 uh, the, Thankfully, there was like no video, but I could just imagine <laughs> oh, this Google six it. foot, you know, pole <laughs> swinging through the air, just smashing into you. I like, can't. I don't want to imagine. And it. he's all. It doesn't hurt if you do it this way. Yeah, because he numbed hurt. all his nerves. Like, like he probably his nerves are dead. <laughs> They're all dead. Like Ugh. they just have to be. Like uh, I just. Ugh. I don't know. What, what, I, I just and it always makes you wonder, like, why did somebody start this? Like, well, this would be a good idea. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> somebody out there on Twitter, if you happen to listen to us you, and you know any history about us uh, about this, just let us know. Yeah, please. Yeah, you know, straight to DG. Don't don't tag me in it. <laughs> got, got any videos <clears throat> at OMDG? <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want videos. You send me at, videos. At I'm chaos block underscore you. cutting. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Okay, so this week our main topic is going to focus on video games. Yay, video, video games. games. Yay. And and more specifically not just like like hey cool let's talk about video games, but also how we use them. And I think most people, you know, every, everybody plays them for fun if you play them, but I use them a lot for just like release. Like I use them for escapism. Yeah, that too. Because it is better and better of it being getting you able to escape and especially you know like i played them ever since the old like we even had like an atari 2600 that's i'm aging myself see so. came came in came into the video game world with a nintendo yeah yeah that was the first one that like was kind of mine mm -hmm. um it was the families but i was the one who really really wanted it but yeah so like i i you know i've seen that evolution at firsthand too but it is, it's such, even back then it was cool to escape when you were a kid. You had a bunch of homework and stuff. You want to play a video game um, to get right. out of it. I mean, when you're a kid too, you had to like pry yourself away from it or your, or your mom had to pry <laughs> you away from it. But like, but yeah, but even today, like, you know, I don't think I ever thought when I was a kid that I would be like 40 years old plus and still playing video playing games. Playing like, like playing them a lot. Like I, th I thought, you know, I don't know if I sat down and thought about it. Like my dad might play like baseball or something with me on, on there. Right. Or pinball or something. But we have, uh, you know, we have such more, like, uh, such a a world that you can go into. The Like, so that's what I really love is the escapism, um, mm -hmm. like you're talking about. Yeah, the escapism for me is, it's like, I can just kind of 
put a video game on and you know delve delve into this i i really enjoy games that have like storylines like my favorite the the two video games that i really enjoy playing when i want to have escapism mm-hmm. um are skyrim and witcher 3 mm. those are my two absolute favorite games because i can become this other person for however many hours i play and usually that character is this like supreme badass <laughs> assassin <laughs> <laughs> because it fits. you know but, but you know that's more so on skyrim's end on witcher's end i you know you play as a character you play mm. as Geralt. if you if anybody knows anything about witcher 3 but for those that don't you play as this character named Geralt, and he's what's called a witcher it's a genetic mutation mm-hmm. that they have to go through all these trials and everything like that and then you know just the character and the story develops and everything like that and it's a game that i actually highly recommend to people if they want something more storyline driven yeah because it's it's got a lot of storylines and side quests and stuff and the dlcs that's downloadable content for those of you that aren't gamers <laughs> noobs just no just losers no just kidding. No, yeah, no, um, no. <laughs> but um the dlcs are like literally games within themselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for witcher 3 and skyrim's dlcs are the same same way so but if i just want to be like mindless and just get out of my head for a while and not really think about anything like if i just want to like put on some music and like play a game i'll play minecraft Mm -hmm. and i will literally play minecraft for hours yeah just you know i have this thing where i like to make the lands like i I always find the place that's on the beach (laughs) and then i flatten out the land (laughs) which is ridiculous because There's a lot of land that I end up flattening out. Hey, it's it's uh it's a task though, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just fun and it's just mindless. And and for me, I use like I said earlier, you know, I use video games for escapism because I have a lot of mental health issues and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and there there are just some days where the mental health stuff is just it's just too much and I just just don't want to be me if that makes sense Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's just kind of like i can use skyrim or i can use witcher or even minecraft to just not be it's it's like disassociating but not unhealthy yeah right exactly and i mean it's i kind of look at it at 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 worst it's a it's just a distraction and at best Mm -hmm. it's it's you can get super into it and and not think about like kind of be in the 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 moment, if you will, or in right. the environment. And for me, I like storyline driven games as well. Um, my go to lately has been Assassin's Creed. I love um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Those are such a good game. And it's funny, I didn't really get into that game. I wasn't huge on like the the combat style games that were like sword um, style mm. or arrow, mm. you know, old school. Until I played Odyssey, which is the one that's the Greek. Uh, mythology driven i haven't played that one i've played it is so good (laughs) i played the first one the second one and the pirate one yeah i've played i think it's three i don't remember which one's the pirate one i've played that one before that one was the one i think before valhalla no uh odyssey was before Valhalla. i think the most recent ones were origins which i think is mostly like i think it deals with egypt and stuff like that yeah um Odyssey, Origins. yeah, yeah. Odyssey was right after Origin. Okay, Origins, and then now Valhalla is out. Which I want to play Valhalla it's so fun. bad. It's fun. it's fun. Is it more like open map or? It's much like Odyssey, but maybe a smaller map. 
Um, okay. Odyssey, but but for me, so like Assassin's Creed, like you don't really have to know a lot about the ba- the backstory for it if you don't. But it's these people that go into you know like a virtual simulation mm-hmm. of like they find some historical artifact and they're able to like live that person's life virtually or and something. It's- it's a really cool concept. It is. Though. It's neat as hell. And you can, you know, so when you die, you don't really die. It just desynchronizes you. Yeah, you just desynchronize. <laughs> Which is whatever. I mean, who cares? You're going to respawn no matter what. But right. what's what I like about it is so especially like I, I really enjoyed Odyssey. I mean, the combat's fun. You can do a lot of cool shit. He has like some godly powers to him. Um, mm-hmm. But it gives you this huge map of Greece and it's it's almost too like a lot of people are like the map is actually probably way too fucking big. You could there's so <laughs> many side missions, there's so many treasures and stuff, and I've never even I love that. It, I know personally I like it too, but it, I think it makes so much extra work for them too. But true, but they um but the story is really cool too, and it's pretty lengthy. I mean, you even meet like Socrates and stuff in there, yeah, like he's check. part of it. You said it's Odyssey, right? Yeah, and it's it's okay. it's been out for a while, so it's a lot cheaper now, so it's easy to get. I'm not really worried about the price. I was just curious. <laughs> no, well, I'm just saying for anybody who wants to, like, you oh, know, yeah, dr- people drop that in. are listening. <laughs> well, people, people, you know, it it does like the thing about video games is you have to drop sixty bucks when they first come out, oh, my which God. is just a lot. And and it's like, and even it's funny I say that, but they were fifty when I was a kid, which you know, in 1990s numbers and 80s numbers was a lot worse. Oh, but, I know, right? But like. But they, but Assassin's Creed is like super cheap. But Odyssey is like super cheap now, and it's worth it. And it's fun to dive into that story because you get to be him. So it's like it's almost like they're doing what you're saying of of like you they you put yourself in like you're literally putting a person into the the environment and the space right. of someone else and making them right. do the things that they do. And the combat is fun. Like if you're not into combat games, it's not hard to get used to. Um, yeah, once you get the controls down. Yeah, it's, it's it's really it's it becomes second nature. Like that's the one thing I was gonna say about Witcher is that the the controls on Witcher are probably the most challenging controls that I've played on a game before. Mm-hmm. But once you got the hang of it, it was almost like oh okay, you know the combinations that you can come up with between because the Witcher has a sword has two different swords and also has like these magical powers. I don't know. Have you ever played Witcher? I haven't. Which I, I would, it's I need. I to. think you would absolutely <laughs> love. I I, I didn't. I haven't played Witcher or Witcher Two. I del. I, I dived in with Witcher Three, which mm-hmm. you know, um, there was there's these scenes. Um, I'm gonna say that your child should not be watching <laughs> you play. That's pretty much true for most of the games I play. <laughs> okay, um, but there was this scene that I remember happening where there was a unicorn involved, and I'm not gonna go any oh, further than that. But it was really funny. <laughs> And really unexpected and uh someone that i once was friends with not friends with anymore um had him explain to me what the whole significance of the unicorn was so <laughs> if you play that and you get to the unicorn scene i will i will <laughs> i'll message uh, you i'll be like okay. i'll let you know what the deal is with that but i don't want to ruin it but it was just like <laughs> what is happening right now and garo is a whore well yeah there's <sighs> a lot of games like that where the the person is kind of a whore <laughs> um, but I mean, it, it's cool though. The story is well written. With I, I know that the story is well done with Witcher. I've read enough about. Oh, it Oh yeah, it's great. Um, it's, and if you if you haven't had a chance to check out the Netflix series, I highly recommend it too. I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I, that's something I want to want to look at at some point too. Um, personally, I think I would dig that style. And yeah, the Assassin's Creed stories are usually pretty involved and pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, the one it's funny for me. So, like, I played Nintendo and all that stuff when I was a kid. I played Super Nintendo and Nintendo 64 I had in college, which was super fun because we you could do the four-controller thing. Right. Um, and 
and I think I, I think I skipped PlayStation One. I had like PS Two, and then I had an Xbox, and I had an Xbox Three Sixty. So I've always had the console of some kind. I think I had a GameCube for a while too. I never kept up. To, I wasn't a big like. I never became like a big gamer. That's I don't wouldn't even call myself a gamer now, but I never really liked playing video games until I got until after my accident. Really. Really? Yeah. And, and maybe that was the best way to escape. It was probably how yeah. to escape because me and um, one of the other uh, survivors, I guess you could say, friends mm-hmm. that I had mm-hmm. at the time, he and I would um, play Dynasty Warriors uh, games. Do you know those games? I remember them, but I don't think I ever played them. Oh, okay. Well, there. If, if for those of you that don't know, it's it's a massive combat game. It's it's basically fighting through um, different uh, empires of of Asia and different and things like that. And you play these different characters uh, who all have different uh, you know power ups and weapons and stuff like that. And it's really cool. It's just a massing. Mm-hmm. It's just a mass fighter game. Yeah. Um. So uh, I would play those and escape because you know I had to like you know, I was dealing with a lot of anger. So, and I'm not like, you know, I'm not going to go out in public and just punch somebody in the face. So I could just turn on dynasty warriors and play that and get the aggression and the anger out. Right. It's funny. It's funny when we play video games for different reasons, because we can, you know, we, we go through different things and the video games can kind of help us work through those things. It's kind of like a punching bag sometimes. Like, yeah. Like I, I wasn't big into shooter games. Like I played like Goldeneye and stuff, which was the worst. Suck at, sh- <laughs> suck at shooter games. Oh yeah, I did too. But then one day I picked up um, on sale when I, I had the PS4 and I picked up Far Cry 4 because mm-hmm. people loved it. And I'm like, eh, I wouldn't mind learning a shooter. And it was a really good way to start because you didn't have to be great at it. Right. And there's so the the best part about that game. See, I'm not big on doing a bunch of multiplayer shooter games because I just don't play enough to be as good as like these 14 year old kids who just snipe. I just you and don't shit. like playing with other people. <laughs> Sometimes it's fun, but but it depends. Like there are certain ones I've done that are actually kind of cool. But if they if I can get a game that gives me a, some decent, challenging AI characters to play against and fight against and shoot against, then I'd rather do that um, because then I can kind of navigate how i want it doesn't have to be like a timed event or anything Mm -hmm. and so far cry was great for that because it had so many far cry 4 had so many side missions a really good story and it was a good way to sort of cut my teeth for lack of a better term because before that it was always like i think the reason i kept getting a console was i loved playing like madden and nhl Mm -hmm. like i love playing the there's a lot of people and i did that for so long like and that was that like i would almost have no other games but like sports games um, but then I started, when I got to PS4, I'm like, there's way more I could be doing here. And I loved Far Cry. Once I started getting the hang of shooters and like aiming the right way and shit, it yeah. was such a good way to learn it. And I, and I got re- really good at it. I mean, I probably still couldn't like kick ass multiplayer or whatever, but, <laughs> but like it was fun as hell. And, and ever since then I've got like Far Cry 5 was super cool. Such a good game. Like the story is insane. It's about a cult and it's, oh, okay. it's, it's in Montana um, oh, it's actually really, really cool. It's it's. You said Far Cry Five. Yeah, and okay. that's and there's a new one. People were actually super pissed because the new one was supposed to release like soon, I think, and they pushed it. Um, and I'm like, it's COVID. People have shit going on. It's it, if they pushed it, it's probably to make it better. But but right. Far Cry is really popular, and so that's and the, there's not like a common story. It's all the same sort of like character driven. Like you're a sort of a faceless character thrown into a situation. But it's not like the same thread throughout. Like there's, there was a sequel kind of one to one of them, um, 
But anyway, my point is, like, I got when I got into those shooter games, I think what I also realized it was doing for me, and that was right about the time I really started, like, realizing I was dealing with depression more mm-hmm. as well. And I think mm-hmm. what I realized was it was a good release for yeah. stress. Like, there's yeah. something about being able to go shoot people and but not really do it. <laughs> And like, and kill they say a bunch it of, makes us killers. <laughs> well, and that's the best. I people to this day still say violent games cause issues, and it's like there's never been any study because I think people are smart enough to understand to compartmentalize that fake killing on fake people that aren't is, real, is, fine, and it's it can be kind of fun because it's stupid, real, right? Real killing, not so much. Not it's good. Just, <laughs> You <laughs> go to jail. There is not much prison. of a gray area there. I think most people right. get it. But but yeah, like it's a good way to um, relieve stress. It's like the punching bag effect of, of like, okay, if I'm kind of pissed off or just stressed or whatever, then just go shoot some some people. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> and Cry. I think that's a really Cry. great, like, what <laughs> would it be, analogy that you use with the punching yeah, bag? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, I, th- I think that's what it feels like for me. I th- and I I actually definitely agree with it. It's it's a it's a good it's it's a way to exercise out. "Quote unquote demons." Um, <laughs> well, and <laughs> even in, like as, Witcher and Assassin's Creed too, because even though you're not shooting, you're still like beating something up. You're still exactly like, and you like know. Skyrim. You're 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 going at it with you know animals and vampires <laughs> and druid. Well, not druids, but like witches sure. and different. You know, just different characters and everything like that. And it's just really cool because for you know a couple of hours you can sit down and you can escape into this fantasy world and just kind of not have to worry about anything in life just for a couple of hours. It doesn't mean that you're not going to handle your problems. It just means Mm -hmm. that you're, you're doing something. It's almost like self care. I completely agree. And and it's cool. Uh, There's so much effort. I mean, I think that's why I say when I was a kid, I didn't think I'd be into it as much as I am now. Yeah. Because games are so much different now, too. Like, there's they so are. much production that goes into a video game now. Like, a big and one. they have, like, massive, uh, like, award ceremonies they for do. these games they and do. stuff. I mean, but there's there's full-on musical scores. Um, like, Star Wars Battlefront, um, when it, when they started doing that again, um, the, uh, actually, it's kind of cool. My wife, she's a band teacher, and one of her fellow band directors um, in the county that she works in his brother-in-law actually wrote all the music, um, the new stuff for Battlefront. It's like, really? really? I, I'm always like, God, I want to meet that guy sometimes. That's really cool. Because I love Star Wars. I've always loved the music um, in it. And so he did a lot of, you know, but that's, but my point is they, they actually hire real musicians to do this shit and like yeah. scores and they hire actors to do the voices, voices. and really good actors too. Um, I mean, these aren't just chumps. Like Red Dead Redemption is a great example of high production value um, high production credential um, video game. It's it's a movie that you're inside yeah. of. Last of Us. Yeah, yeah. Is, is another big one. Like I, I, you know, I um was watching Jay's cousin play it one one time, and I was like, oh, I I don't think I can get into this because um I'm not real big on like zombie s games. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not real good with like games that get you paranoid. If that makes sense, right? Like when you're playing. Yeah. Um, but the more, like I, I sat down and it was on PS now mm-hmm. Probably. and, and, uh, I started playing it and I just got sucked into it. <laughs> it was really cool, but it's such an intense game, but I am I, for like, I was, you know, I was just saying, I'm not one to get like into games that make you feel paranoid and stuff like <laughs> oh, that. Yeah. Like yeah. I would play the game 
for like a limited time because sure. I would start playing it and then things would start happening to where you have to like sneak past a like a I can't remember what they were called but these <laughs> zombies that have oh, like this yeah. this infection on their face where they can't see you but they hear <laughs> and they hear really really well zombie ones can kind of fuck up your brain a little <laughs> so, bit. So Red Dead is another example of what you were just talking about. Like I was playing that once um, and my wife doesn't, she's not really into games much, but she just walked by when I was playing it and just sat down and started watching because mm-hmm. it was in a cut scene. It was kind of a lengthy one where you were in this and Red Dead Redemption, for those who don't know, is like 1800s Western style um, game. Yeah. But you were in this old southern lady's house and in talking you're trying to like i don't remember exactly what that part of the story arc was but you were trying to like ally with her for something and it's just like it was just this really elaborate cutscene and she got sucked into that she's just watching it like i was like i was like are you uh were you did you need to ask me something or are you just waiting and you can interrupt and she's like no 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 i'm i'm watching <laughs> like she's oh. like this is just interesting <laughs> to me because it is very movie like and and you know they could overdo it with the cutscenes sometimes too i like yeah. the mix of being able to go play but but they but it's just again red dead redemption assassins creed um witcher Skyrim. last of us skyrim the, those are just really good examples of stories and some of them are more they have stories but they're also very open world so you can yeah. go explore which i love which is which is the game those are the games that i really enjoy the most are the open map ones mm-hmm. yeah. and skyrim skyrim was one that was the the game that got me into gaming yeah. um jay actually was playing it um, he has his own streaming thing that he he does. It's Panda Bomb eighty six on YouTube. If you guys ever want to check it out, it's go, really subscribe. Fun. <laughs> go subscribe. Go um, subscribe. I I I actually like you know he's in the next room half the time doing the streams and I'm you know watching and interacting with the people who are there because yeah. I mean he you know he plays different games but he was playing um, Skyrim and he was doing a you know let's uh, a playthrough kind of deal where he had a character with a background and mm-hmm. a background story he made up and everything like that and it was just really cool and I was like I'd like to try to play that game mm-hmm. and so we got it for he got me the legendary edition for my birthday one year. And because uh, Skyrim is like nine years old, yeah, it's 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 up there. Um, eh, I don't know if it's that old, but it's been it's been out no, for I a think while. It's, it's I it, think it's nine. Yeah, maybe. I, I think I, it just celebrated nine years. I don't really. That's remember. why we're all like those who play Skyrim are waiting for Elder Scrolls Six with bated breath and steely stared eyes because it's just not happening. <laughs> um, but uh, what was a there was a point I was trying to make. Oh. <laughs> Uh, he, uh, you know, he had been playing it, so I was like, I want to play it, and it just became one of my absolute favorite games because you can, you you have the main storyline, but you also have all the side quests. Mm-hmm. Like if you talk to people, you can get numerous side quests. Yeah, that you will play for days. Like I have spent days. <laughs> On Skyrim. If I, I spent, if I was uh, single, I would probably be playing Assassin's Creed like all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> like because it's the same kind of concept where you can get all these side quests and right. stuff just by talking to people. And Valhalla doesn't have as much of that as like uh, oh, okay. Odyssey does, but there's still enough to where it's like, eh, I want to go over here now and, and do find these treasures or find this. Right. Yeah. And a lot of them have puzzles built in, which is great. To, yeah. So that you can like unlock something you know <laughs> it, like uh, yeah, another good one that has a lot of puzzles to it um 
Uncharted, the Uncharted series is really good. I tried to play that. I couldn't get into it. It I started with four, um, which has the best. You still have to shoot sometimes and get in gun battles, but it's not the main part of it. But there's lots Mm -hmm. of puzzles in that game. Um, Mm. So that's the other thing is there's all these different kind and you can play on your phone. Like like when you say the mindless stuff um, for me lately, it's been that balloons tower defense game where you're like these little shooting down balloons. It's but it's so mindless, but it's fun. You know, Candy Crush, I mean, the problem is you can end up, like, spending a bunch of money on packages and stuff if you're not careful. I don't, luckily, because (laughs) Candy Crush has started doing this thing where they have, like, um, you know, they start giving you gifts and stuff where you get, like, 30 minutes of extra lives and things like that. Like, if I want to get real mindless, then, yeah, I'm going to play Candy Crush. Right, Those that's, like, the ultimate. Well, and those are of the model of kind of social media where the longer they can keep you there... Yep. The more they can entice you with uh, callback. Yeah, it's just funny that that it's that they built that into, and it's yeah. very addictive with games. But, but I mean, and that's the other part. Don't get over addicted to them. But there's so many options. Like because you can. Like I have a Switch in a um in an Xbox. Uh, I was lucky. I got the Xbox Series X. I just happened to click on the <gasps> link right when it came. You got available one? on yeah on Amazon. Like so I just happened to click it right because it was like a minute later and it was gone. <laughs> yeah, people were like, it "Oh was, my god, I have never seen something sell out so it fast was a before." Shit show. And the week before that was PlayStation Five, and it was even more of a shit show. Like, but it, it, the the biggest problem is bots. Cutty, be quiet. <laughs> Sorry, that's her dog. That's her dog. Oh my god, <laughs> she's, she's supposed to be in the studio with Jay right now, and she's hanging out outside of my door, <laughs> like hey, whining. What's up? What's up? Let me in. No, what but they, our cat does that too. She'll, uh, if we have a door closed, she doesn't even, like, she'll sit there and whine and we'll open it and then she'll just go away. It's like, well, what yeah. did you, you just needed to know that we were there? Like, what was the Pretty much. <laughs> but, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I don't remember. No, but like, um, I was lucky I got the, the Series X because it just, I just happened. I was like, eh, I'll spend the money, see how it is. If I don't like it, I'll just return it. Um, and so far I've loved it. That's what I've been playing Valhalla on. Um, but but if I if I really want mindless stuff too, I, one thing I love about the Nintendo Switch is there like I have a Switch also, and there's a lot of independent development cheap games that you can buy like like Stardew Valley that's just super mm. cute, super I fun. I love Stardew Valley. It's so cute. It's like it's cute, just fun, and it's so it's mindless but task driven as well. There's little mm-hmm. side stories and stuff, and there's there's other ones like there's one where you're a miner. I can't think of it. I think it's Steam World Dig, um, two. That's a good I think one I know too. what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah, but there's just all kinds of options, and you know, we talk about mental health all the time since we both deal with it. But I think that's one of the best things to use, yeah, as a way to like not even distract, but just cope with things. Sometimes, yes. Sometimes you just you just need a little bit of help to kind of like it's it's almost like a grounding technique. It's just taking the time to find focus on something else. Yeah. No, I totally agree. And, and again, because you can get involved in these stories and there's even, you know, it's getting virtual reality is getting better and better. You can literally get inside the game yeah. in a lot of ways now. I mean, I played with uh, some of the stuff we do at work. Um, we've built a few virtual applications and we have like the Oculus Go, I think it is the one, the cheaper one from like last year. Oh, the kid would be so jealous if he heard and that. And it's, I mean, it's just cool because you go in, even that, even a real basic app we had, which was about like, you know, helping them train on refueling and stuff um, in for army stuff. It's just like, even that you're in the environment and it's kind of neat and you can actually go look, okay, there's the hose that I need to click that. 
But right. but it's way more it gets more elaborate than that. And I mean, hopefully we don't start losing the boundary between reality and <laughs> Virtual. It's gonna become gamer. Have you seen that movie? Yeah. Well, and, oh my and, God. but speaking on those terms too, I would highly recommend anybody who's interested in video games, or maybe you were, but you're not now, but or you are. Um, there's a really cool Netflix like short mini documentary. It's like a th- four or five episodes called High Score, hmm. where they go through the history of games and sort of how they really started and how they really expanded. It's fascinating. That's actually quite interesting. I, I didn't know that there was a, what was yeah. it called again? High score. Okay. High score. I'm going to yeah. have to look at that. It's really cool. It, it, it um, you know, it, it goes like, I don't know if you ever played doom, but back in the day when doom, became, I had that on my computer. Yeah, and it's really cool. When that exploded, it changed everything. Um, uh, in terms of like first person games and, and like multiplayer right. and stuff. So, there's lots of things now that we owe to, to games like that, too. That's really cool. But I know. it's fun. And, you know, I, I also came from the era where if you played video games in, like, middle school and stuff, they thought you were a nerd, too. So now mm-hmm. it's nice that it's way more mainstream. <laughs> it's, it's more it's, it's more socially accepted. Well, it's because to be it's like a fun. gamer. Like, like, like people that, that made fun of it before, it's like, well, have you ever played it? And when they yeah. do, they're like, oh, yeah, this is actually really fun. <laughs> yeah. I used to be kind of one of those people where it was like, I didn't get why people liked gaming so much. Yeah. I wouldn't make fun of them. I just didn't yeah. get it because it was like, how can you sit down for hours on end and just play this game? And now it's like, oh, I am one of those. <laughs> I get it. I totally I get, get it. it. You're I in totally the movie. Understand. You're in the, yeah. <laughs> well, so highly recommended if, uh, if you haven't jumped into it to just try something. I mean, try it on your phone. That's the other yeah. thing is phones have gotten so good that you can even get some of those story driven games uh-huh. On phones, they're not as elaborate necessarily or graphics intensive, but they're getting there. And yeah, and you know, you can get like Google has the, the Stadia, Stadia, however you say it, where if you have like a Chromecast, you can get like this controller from Google. It's all it's not even like a hundred bucks or something, and you have access to all these <laughs> cloud. It's not even that much. Well, no, but I mean, compared to like a compared to like a console or something. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like, but you can you can access all these popular games on the cloud. And just use your Chromecast to play. Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that. So, like, there's there's easy access. You can play. There's lots of games on the computer um, that are cheap. If you download, like, Steam or something, you can get. Like, right. So, I just, I always recommend it to people. Just try it out. See what you like. Try it out. See yeah. If, um, you're probably, there's something you'll like. <laughs> there's something for everybody. Even my at this point. mother-in-law, who is, like, technology challenged out the wazoo, plays games on her tablet. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's like it's 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 a market for everybody like you know from five uh, I would say like five on you know right yeah yeah my <laughs> daughter it's funny she couldn't play games very well until like this past year she really wanted to switch light and she I downloaded Minecraft for her and Animal Crossing and she picked those up so quick and she's sitting yeah. there going through Minecraft like you do this 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 I'm like how'd you figure all this out she's like watching videos watching YouTube videos on YouTube yeah like, I know people like do playthroughs <laughs> on how to you know how to play these games and everything on YouTube so yeah. if you you know if you're curious as to how a game is going to be and you don't want to necessarily spend the money on it before you find out just yeah, look it up watch yeah. just watch there's lots of streaming it's a huge I mean, so, what... so many people it's a huge it's it's almost becoming saturated with how I, much people are playing it's like you know, the, the YouTube community goes through those phases where, like, you know, one genre of something kind of dominates mm-hmm. for a while. And yeah. right now it's gaming. It, it was makeup. The, yeah. <laughs> it was right. makeup. Makeup had the, all the drama and stuff. But the drama. <laughs> yeah. Gamers. Oh, my God. Gamers I could, get crazy, man. 
People have become famous for for gay, like PewDiePie was no. was he's the biggest YouTuber. He has the biggest subscription counter. He did. I, still? He, it's still. I mean, it's it's way the hell up there. And uh. he started by commenting on games and stuff that he was playing. Like, so it's yeah. a big thing. And Twitch basically started for streaming that. game. I mean, yeah. you do other stuff on it too, but. Yeah, no, it's fun to check that stuff out. Um, it, it there's some shitty aspects to it too that you can avoid, like all of them. But yeah, <laughs> but it is like, and it's it's cute. Like watching my daughter go through and do something in Minecraft. It's like, man, she she just like figures that shit out. She gets all creative. She makes like statues of people and stuff. <laughs> and See, I'm not lucky. that creative. I build a house and a pier. <laughs> yeah, and a fish. She she builds all the these game. houses and um. And then, like, get, finds a wolf or something, and and I have, yeah, I usually have like a pack of wolves, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, so definitely, that's our. Uh, it's a good way to cut through the chaos. Exactly. <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for joining us. Episode seven, um, we appreciate it. We've we're still in that consistent little. We get we get you know what like a twenty plus view per episode or well not view listen download. And it's um, we're still grateful. We are super and and it's uh, super grateful and it's nice to to see. Um, we yes. appreciate reviews, subscriptions, likes, sharing it on Twitter and stuff. Get the yes. word out there. If you like it, then share it, and maybe other people will like it, too. Um, and those of you that have left few reviews, though, we are really appreciated. We're appreciative of them and, yeah. and the retweets and everything like that. And, and those that are consistently listening and everything like that, thank you so much. Because, you know, like me and Jeff said from the, the beginning, we're not trying to, you know, get on Sirius XM or anything <laughs> like that. We're just trying to give you guys, you know, maybe an hour out of the day where you can just listen to us talk about something silly or serious or whatever and just cut through the chaos for about an hour that's yeah all we're trying to give you yeah and you know we've done we're doing stuff to make it sort of a format that's a bit structured and um, yeah and is uh entertaining as well so feedback is always is greatly appreciated chaos underscore cutting um is our twitter on there yes. goes straight to dg um i'll see it too but i mean You're if right. you message it it goes straight to dg <laughs> Um, we're on Anchor FM is our main podcasting hosting platform, and you can find all the links to different platforms there. So if you're listening to this on Anchor, you can find the links. But also, we have a website, uh, CuttingChaos.net, and yes. that also has a little contact us link as well. So check it out. Check um, it out. Let us know what you think. And any parting shots of wisdom from you? Uh, uh, well, you know, as always, be kind to yourself and be kind to others because you never know what anybody's going through. And take time to walk away from social media for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just to give your brain a, a little recharge. Thing. Yeah. I'm going to just because it's sort of uh, the, the rant sort of touched on this, too. And I'm wearing, you can see my shirt. Can you see my shirt? It's a cat. Here, I'll show you. Wear, wear a damn mask. Like, um, yes, that's my, awesome. My parting shot of wisdom is the mean kitty on my shirt uh, has says, wear, wear, please wear a damn mask, please. Just wear please. it. It's just not. Do your part. It's just easy, simple way to do basic protection for others and yourself. So Exactly. Please. Like, like, unless, you, unless you want to walk around with a death wish, just wear the mask. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Bye.